Praise God, beloved. Thank each of you for being with us today for a study in the Word. Today I want to um, begin in the book of James. The book of James, chapter 1. And I'll be reading from um, the NIV translation. I'll begin at verse 2. And this falls under the subheading of trials and temptations. And this is in the NIV translation. Verse 2 begins by saying, Consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, he should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to him. And before we read uh, the verses from the Amplified, I want to give you a little backstory of this book of James. And I found out that the book of James, this letter, is um, a collection, really, of practical instructions written to all of God's people scattered over the whole world. Uh, Specifically, in verse 1, it says, to the 12 tribes scattered among the nations. And there's been a little small debate uh, over time in regards to whether this was just for them alone or for us who are also um, spiritual descendants of Abraham. So not only to the actual 12 tribes um, scattered among all the nations for God to get the word out to all of these nations, but also that's how we came Uh, about in knowing Jesus because of these 12 tribes being scattered and they were sharing the word um, with the Gentiles, with non-Jews. And so uh, this has opened a door for all of us. So whether or not it was to just the 12 tribes or to all of us um, who are now spiritual descendants of Abraham, we know that it is for every believer because Uh, we have uh, the truth to be able to get this out to everyone that we come in contact with. And so, as we're looking at this, um, these verses then, we find out that um, they are designed in this book for practical wisdom, uh, for guidance, uh, and helping us in our Christian attitude as well as in our conduct. It reminds us a lot of um, the book of Proverbs in the Old Testament and all of the practical instruction and wisdom that's found there. In order for us to be able to incorporate those uh, instructions into our everyday lives, and this is what makes the Word of God so practical and so relevant, is because Holy Spirit can show us how to be able to use the word in our everyday lives and that is where it's going to mean the most for us is when we put it to use in our daily living 
in our daily walk. And the importance of um, this letter also emphasizes our actions along with our faith. Again, putting our faith to action, walking it out, living it out in practical ways. So I want to look at the Amplified Translation here, beginning at verse 2. And it says, Consider it nothing but joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you fall into various trials, trials, troubles, um, difficulties. That's the type of temptation that um, is referred to in the King James Version. Uh, It's a broader definition, not just in things that we will fall into because of our own weaknesses, but just the trials that we go through because we are believers, the things that we deal and face with because we want to stand true to God and not give way or give in to the temptations, if you will, of the world trying to make us think and act its way. And so it says, count it all joy, be joyous. When troubles come because they have a purpose. God is going to take the trouble, take the trial, take the difficulty, and he's going to cause it to bring something about in you and in me because we are his children. And we find out here in verse 3 what that is. It says, be assured that the testing of your faith through experience, your faith is being tested through the experiences that you and I go through. So the testing of your faith through experience produces endurance. It produces endurance, which is the leading to spiritual maturity and inner peace. So these trials, these troubles will lead to greater spiritual maturity and a greater inner peace because we realize that we're not going through what we go through ever alone. That God is our God, our leader, directing and, the word again, navigating us through the trouble, through the trial for a greater and better result that is going to be for us. And then verse 4 says, And let endurance have its perfect result, and do a thorough work, a thorough work so that you may be perfect and completely developed in your faith, lacking in nothing. So this endurance that uh, is being produced, that is coming forth as a result of us trusting God in and through a trial, in and through trouble, this endurance will produce a perfect work in us. It will have a perfect result. It will do a thorough work. It will develop us into more of what God would have us to be. It will develop our faith and we will lack nothing. Now, verse 5, I love because it says, if any of you lacks wisdom, to guide him through decision or circumstance, he is to ask God. So 
if when we're going through and when we go through these trials and these difficulties in life, if we don't know what to do or how to go about going through it, ask God. Because we should lack nothing according to verse 4. So if there is any uncertainty, if there is any doubt, and there very well could be, if we do, then don't just stay there in the doubt or in the unbelief or in the indecision. Ask your heavenly father. Ask him. And he will give, it says, to everyone generously and without rebuke or blame. He will give us the insight that we need. He will not blame us for not knowing how to do it. He will not blame us for um, what we lack. He will grant us what we need to get through it, it says, uh, and it will be given to him. It will be given to him. So we can ask God. We can ask God in faith to help me to get through this difficult situation. Now I want to look at some cross-references And I want to look at each verse that I've read in James and do or pair up a cross-reference with it. So for verse 2 of chapter 1 of James, my cross-references will be number 1 coming from the book of Matthew. So let's turn to Matthew chapter, let's see here, chapter 5. Matthew chapter 5 and verse 12 and it tells us it tells us to rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you so here there is rejoicing there is Um, a gladness here not for the trial but because our reward is great in heaven when we go through it the way God wants us to we rejoice for what we're going to receive as a result of the trial and it says even further that for in the same way the prophets before us were persecuted. And so we also now want to turn to um, Hebrews. Hebrews, let's see here, chapter 10. Hebrews chapter 10. And I'm going to begin at verse 32 down to 35. It says, remember those earlier days after you had received the light when you stood your ground in a great contest in the face of suffering. Sometimes you were publicly exposed to insult and persecution. At other times you stood side by side with those who were so treated. You sympathized with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation 
of your property because you knew that you yourselves had better and lasting possessions. Now that verse 34 is the highlighted cross-reference. And I will read that part again. You sympathize with those in prison and joyfully accepted the confiscation of your property because you knew that you yourselves had better and lasting possessions. So whether it was something that you were going through yourself or someone that you knew was going through something because of their faith, so whether it was because of your faith you were suffering or because someone else was suffering because of their faith and you stood with them and something because you stood with them was taken from you, you were still able to rejoice and you knew that what we had to come was better and lasting because God had a greater reward for us yet ahead of us than what we were leaving behind or what was taken from us behind us. Now let's look at uh, in regards to James 1 and 3 from that verse I want to cross reference it with a verse coming out of 1 Peter. 1 Peter 6 and we'll read down to verse 7. 1 Peter 6 and it says In this you greatly rejoice though now for a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes, even though refined by fire, may be proved genuine and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. I want to read 7 again. These have come, referring to all of these different kinds of trials that verse 6 was speaking of. These have come so that your faith, your faith may be proved to be genuine. And in the NIV, when it speaks of faith, it, it, it likens it to greater worth than gold. Greater worth than gold. These have come so that your faith of greater worth than gold, greater worth than gold, which perishes. So even gold can perish because it says which perishes even though refined by fire. Even though gold is refined by fire and the impurities of what might be in the gold will be destroyed and the gold will remain. At some point, even gold can eventually perish. Because it says here, which perishes even though refined by fire may be proved genuine. So our faith, he wants to know that our, our faith needs to be proven to be genuine. 
and may result in praise, glory, and honor when Jesus is revealed. So when Jesus is revealed, we want our faith to be just as pure and genuine uh, at his revealing and not have any type of um, things in it that would that would contaminate it. We don't want that. Praise God. Let's also look at, in regards to James chapter 1, verse 4, I want to look at a cross-reference for verse 4. And this cross-reference will be found in 1 Corinthians. So we want to turn to uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 2. And we're going to begin at verse um, verse 6. And this is coming from the subheading of wisdom from the Spirit. Verse 6 says in the NIV, We do, however, speak a message of wisdom among the mature, but not the wisdom of this age or of the rulers of this age who are coming to nothing. No, we speak of God's secret wisdom, a wisdom that has been hidden and that God destined for our glory before time began. So first of all, I want to put a little pin, a little pin right here. The wisdom that is spoken of here, and this is to the Corinthian church in particular, this wisdom that they're needing and that God wants for them doesn't come from human wisdom. It doesn't come from the rulers of this age. No. The secret wisdom of God is from Him. This is God's wisdom. A wisdom that He has had hidden, but He has kept and preserved for His people it says, destined for our glory before time began. And then verse 8 says, None of the rulers of this age understood it. For if they had, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So the wisdom that they needed, they didn't have because they chose to draw from human wisdom. They were the learned men that we spoke of, the Pharisees um, and the Sadducees, uh, that group of the Sanhedrin, that they were learned men. They were uh, some who um, had been given um, great um, wealth of information, of knowledge of the things that were coming from their, um, their background of study of, their, of Judaism. But they did not understand God's wisdom because God himself, Jesus, God in the flesh, stood before them, spoke with them, shared with them, demonstrated his power um, for them to see and to know of, but yet they still refused him and would not accept him as Messiah. And then it says here, No eye has seen, nor ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. So God has
has a wealth of his wisdom for us. Um, And even greater, it says, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. But God has revealed it to us by his spirit. So God has revealed to us by his spirit. Man in and of himself may not know any of this apart from God. But for God's people, God's children, it says, God has revealed it to us by his spirit. The spirit searcheth, it says, all things, even the deep things of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of a man except the man's spirit within him? In the same way, no one knows the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. And we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. So we have God's spirit so that we can understand what God has freely given us. And then it says in verse 16, For who has known the mind of the Lord, that he may instruct him, but we have the mind of Christ. So so we have the mind of Christ, which knows and understands the things of God. We just have to submit and to allow his spirit to be in complete and full control. And then too, will we be able to understand as God opens up things to us. Um, Also, uh, James chapter 1 verse 5, uh, I want to cross-reference it with um, a passage out of the Old Testament. I want to first look at 1 Kings. 1 Kings chapter 3 verses 7 through 9. And this is when Solomon, who is David's son, <clears throat> excuse me, is asking God for wisdom. David has died. And so his son Solomon is, is praying and talking to God. And he says, Now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father, David. But I am only a little child and do not know how to carry out my duties. Your servant is here among the people you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to count or number. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong. For who is able to govern this great people of yours? So here we see Solomon asking God for wisdom on how to lead his people. I also want to look at, uh, in the book of Proverbs, and I had mentioned that James and Proverbs have a lot of similarities, and so I want to look at Proverbs chapter 2, beginning at verse 3 through 6, and it says, And if you call out for insight, and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver, 
and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. So here we find out that uh, wisdom, as you're asking God, you are searching and seeking God as if looking for something that you value, um, something that will be valuable, such as in our world here, silver and gold. That's how valuable God's wisdom is. And so we have to pray in earnest and ask for it as if it is just that valuable for us. In much the same way as a person we were looking for gold and silver in the earth. And it says, for the Lord gives wisdom and from his mouth come knowledge and understanding. And then I want to finally look at Daniel chapter 1, verse 17. And I want to close uh, with these cross-references. Um, in Daniel chapter 1, verse 17, we find that um, Daniel... And um, his friends are in captivity in Babylon. And um, Daniel is Daniel's Hebrew name. But in captivity, his name is uh, Bethshazzar. And then Hananiah, his captive name, his captive name um, is Shadrach. Mishael's captive name is Meshach, and Azariah's captive name is Abednego. So I want you all to know those names. Now, in verse 17 from our cross-reference, it says, So these four young men, who I just named, God gave knowledge and understanding of all kinds of literature and learning. And Daniel could understand visions and dreams of all kinds. And then going over to chapter 2 of verse 20 through 22, we find out that uh, in this chapter, Nebuchadnezzar, who is the king of Babylon, has had a dream that he cannot interpret. He does not know what it means. And no one else can tell him what it means. None of his other uh, wise men or enchanters or whomever, they cannot interpret the dream. Not only does he want to interpret it, he wants them to tell him what the dream was first tell me what I first dreamt and then secondly tell me what it means and no one could do that so he wanted all of them killed including Daniel and the men that I named from verse 1 Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego and so when Daniel finds out what the king wants to do um, he asks God and he asks uh, his brothers to first pray along with him to ask God in regards to giving them an interpretation of this dream. And so uh, the officer who comes gives them time to, um, it says, um, he, goes to, he goes to the king and asks for time that he might be able to interpret the dream. And then God reveals, it says, in verse 19, during the night, the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision. 
Then Daniel praised the God of heaven and said, and his cross-reference is here, Praise be the name of God forever and ever. Wisdom and power are his. He changes times and seasons. He sets up kings and and deposes them. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge to the discerning. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what lies in darkness and light dwells with him. So praise God, beloved, today as we have shared from the word out of the book of James that when we face difficulties, don't count it as being something just to uh, bear under a heavy load and trying to get out of it with the least amount of resistance or the least amount of effort. Count it as a great experience, as a great joy, because this faith that is being tested, that is being tried, will stir up in us a power um, of endurance. And that's part of what the Passion Translation says. We get a power of endurance. And that as our endurance grows even stronger, it releases perfection into every part of us where there's nothing lacking or missing. And that if anyone longs to be wise, ask God. Ask God for wisdom and he will give it. He won't see us uh, our lack or our wisdom as a chance to scold us or to give us or to check us but he will um, overwhelm us and overwhelm our failures with his generous grace his generous grace so God bless you beloved as we follow the scriptures and we receive from God what God has today that our faith can grow and does grow through our trials that he will lead us through and give us wisdom how to go through in order to be greater for the kingdom and his work. The work that he's assigned us to do will be even greater and better on the other side of our trial. God bless you.